Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. To be sober and to be vigilant, to be more disciplined, to study, to pray, to be ready, to have the armor of God. God is calling us to these things in these times. And when we embrace the Word of God, meditate on it, study it, to show ourselves approved, workmen and women that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the truth, we will be strong. Strength is, is in, 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 it can be summed up in the amount of the Word of God we allow to come into our hearts and in our minds. It's the Word of God. You know, anxiety in the heart causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. What good word is that but the word of God, Jesus made flesh? The word. He heard the word and he was encouraged to do even more reforms. We hear the word, it should encourage us to do even more for the Lord. Cut things out of our life that are taking our, 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 our focus off of God. Get rid of those things. Get, take courage and, you know, surround yourself with, God-fearing people, and reach the loss with them. Courage, we need it. We need courage for self-purity. takes courage to check ourselves in our hearts and in our minds. We won't allow those thoughts. That we'll take those thoughts captive. That we'll go the way of escape. That we'll meditate on the things that are lovely and pure and good and holy and of good report. It takes courage to stand up to ourselves, to our flesh. That wants to destroy our mind and take our minds captive. It takes courage to tell our flesh, you're not the boss of me. The Spirit of God is. We need courage. I think it was Churchill who said without courage, like all other, all other you know, um, Wonderful characteristics of a person, they falter without courage. You have to have courage. We have to have courage to do the hard thing, the right thing. It's that grace where he said, but when in their trouble they turned to the God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. So even in, in with King Bashan, that was their king in the north, who was godless, wicked, like the, there was no, no teaching priest. There was no law. But God saw the hearts of the people, even in the north, that whoever called upon them, he was still ministering to them. They're still his children, you know what I mean? And so it was a beautiful thing of grace. And like I said, we got to pray for the nations. we got to pray for Israel. Because though Jesus is coming to judge, and it's going to be a bloodbath. God, Peter says in his second uh, uh, epistle, chapter 3, verse 9, he said, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Though God is coming to judge, though it's going to be bad, he wants nothing more than to see people get saved. And that is why we're here. 
That is why you and I are alive. That is the purpose of life. Parents, grandparents, that's what we tell our children. You're alive because God wants to use you to touch somebody's heart that they might get saved. But the only way our kids can touch other people is if their hearts are solid for God. The only way we can touch other people is if our hearts are solid for God. As long as you're with him and he is with you, that is the greatest tool of evangelism. It is in a flyer, it is in a track, it is in a billboard, it is an advertisement. It's a Christian that is baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit, can draw in more people into the kingdom of God than all that other stuff put together. It's people who truly love God. That's when you see, uh, because God loves the lost, he wants them to get saved, but we have to be filled with the Spirit and, and willing to be used to get them in. And so he took courage, and he made more reforms in verse 8. He took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had taken in the mountains of Ephraim. And he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule uh, of the Lord. And so something had happened to the altar, but now he's making repairs for it. So he's just positive reforms. And, you know, you see, you see repairs happening in the church all the time. It's a blessing to see God's house getting uh, a little, uh, what do you call it, renovations happening. It's exciting. Have you seen any of them lately? Well, I know about them, so. Yeah, God is good. It's good. So he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those who dwelt with them from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon. For they came over to him in great numbers from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with them. And that's so wonderful and beautiful. So he did not just gather those of Judah and Benjamin. Those were the tribes that were with him, right? That's the southern kingdom of Judah. But they started coming down from the other tribes when they saw that God was with him, right? There's, there's something about Esau. There's something about the, the, the southern kingdom. And that something was God. The people had turned to God. They turned to his word. They turned to prayer and seeking him. And that drew those who also wanted to seek after God to leave where they were at in order to go into a kingdom that was honoring the Lord. They left the northern kingdom where King Bashan was, and he was a wicked king. And I just love that because God will oftentimes shift people to where the work of the Holy Spirit is being done. We saw it during the whole uh, pandemic. <laughs> we saw it. We saw churches that closed down for far too long. And the people got restless because their Bibles were telling them something different than what the governor and their pastors were doing. They weren't opening up. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of men and uh, uh, assembling of one another. And yet the governor said, well, maybe you can meet, but don't sing. There was just madness that happened 
And pastors were not opening up their doors. And so the ones that stayed open got an influx of people where they felt the Lord was moving them for such a time as this because they wanted to hear the truth. It isn't about the pastors. It's the truth that they're preaching or it's the truth that they're not preaching. And people are free to move if pastors go rogue or if pastors go woke. And sadly, you see that. But it happened and God shifts people to where they need to be, where where their soul is longing to be fed, and he does his thing. And so this is what's happening. All of these folks are coming down, and and he gathers them as well as his own people, and it's just a a beautiful uh, thing. I I think of of, uh, uh, Saul and how the men left Saul when the Spirit left him. Remember that? And and, and the Spirit was upon uh, young King David, and it says in 1 Samuel 20, Two, that uh, everyone who was distressed, everyone who was in debt, everyone who was locked out of their churches, <laughs> just kidding, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. And so he became captain over them, and there were about 400 men with him. And that was just another um, biblical uh, example of that happening. I may touch on this a little bit more. When Jesus, in Matthew 12, verse 22, Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute. I mean, that's heavy, right? Demon-possessed, blind and mute. Blind, mute, demon-possessed. But at least he could hear. And he healed him so that the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. So they're accusing him of being demon-possessed himself, that he's casting out, he casted out that demon by the power of Satan. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. Now then, now how then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Because they had sons, the religious uh, Jewish community they had sons you know priests that would cast out uh, demons therefore they shall be your judges he said but if i cast out demons by the spirit of god surely the kingdom of god has come upon you and that's the point i wanted to make right there and then was that if by the finger of god i cast out uh demons by the spirit of god surely the kingdom of god has come upon you and so what they saw was evidence to them that the kingdom of God was at work. That's what he's saying. He's saying to them that this good that you see is only proof that God is at work in your midst. And I think that when we go to churches, we want them to be Bible-teaching churches, spirit-filled churches, where we see 
the hand of God touching and healing people. And if you don't, then you don't. And each person must decide. But you see God moving folks where the Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is moving here, by the way. All over the place. Sit down and write in your journal and talk about every miracle that has been taking place in this place. In your life and others. The love, the joy, the peace. The harmony, the growth. Spiritual warfare all mixed in one wonderful package that says the kingdom of God is here with us. Amen? So back to our text. Back to the frontier. Verse 10. So they gathered together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the 15th year of the reign of Asa. Fifteen years in his reigning as king. And they offered to the Lord at that time 700 bulls and 7,000 sheep from the spoil they had brought. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. I mean, what a response to that victory. Think about that. What a response. I want to take the treasures that, were, that we were able to attain because of this victory, and I want to give them back to the Lord. And we want to use uh, you know, these, these treasures as offerings, as a, as a vow that we as a people are going to seek him with everything that we have, with all of our strength, we're going to seek him. And that is what God calls us. That's what Jesus said. That is the, the, the main goal of every believer should be that we seek him with everything that we have, with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our mind. I mean, this is a vow in response to this victory. That's the response we ought to have to the cross. He has given us the victory. So we should have this heart that says, I, I, I want to vow to give you more, all of me. And the blessings you give me, I want to turn them back and bless your kingdom. They are, they are a vow of my dedication and my loyalty and my faithfulness to you, Lord. And I want to be more. I mean, it's a very beautiful, beautiful thing here. And then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. And whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. Now, it was such a terrible um, time of uh, apostasy in the demonic oppression and devastation of these pagan gods that for the, uh, the, the Judaizers or the Benjamiters, for, for anyone there to say, nah, it's cool, I really don't want to be a part of this, what they were saying was, the only way they would, the only reason to deny the Lord was because they wanted to worship demons and continue aborting their children in the fires of Baal and Asherah. So there was, it was a clear Rejection of God, and so, according to the law of God, they were to be taken out. And he's, they're honoring God for doing that hard thing, which is cutting out those who would reject the Lord. 
Jesus said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better for you to enter into heaven maimed than to enter into hell with all of your limbs. It's that serious to respond to God's love by saying, I I can't have anything wicked in my life to be that serious. But that happens when we have this heart of, of tender heart of response to the love of God, to the victories that he gives us. They took an oath before the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting and trumpets and rams. And there's excitement. There should be excitement generally when we come into the house of the Lord. Because he's good. Because this is his house. He's worthy of your praises. And, your, and he just he's blessed us so much. We should come in here generally singing. If not, there's something up. There's something amiss. What is it? Ask the Lord. Seek him. Usually it's we care too much about what people think of us singing maybe. I don't know. Maybe we don't feel like it. We've had a bad day. Well, this is planet Earth. Good days are few and far between. (laughs) As far as feelings are concerned, every day is a good day because we're in Christ. But you know what I mean. Back hurts, arm hurts, eye hurts. But he's good. And we don't want to sing as loud as the non-believers outside this place who aren't singing at all. We want to sing. We want to praise him. So they're, they're with a loud voice shouting. Verse 15, And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with all their soul, and he was found by them. Just like he said, he was found by them. The best part of seeking the Lord is when we find him. My goodness, you know when you found him. He's always been there, but like our spiritual senses, and it gets in tune. It's like, ah, all is right with the world. You know, all is right. It's good to be found, to find the Lord. And the Lord gave them rest all around. Isn't that what we desire today? Give us rest. Give us rest from the war of our flesh. Give us rest from the war of the liberal media. Give us rest from these godless laws that they're passing. Give us rest. And may I wake up with great hope, great faith, great love. I still believe. The Lord gave them rest all around. Also, he removed Maaka, the mother of Asa, the king, from being queen mother because she had made an obscene image of Asherah and Asa cut down her obscene image. Then he crushed and burned it by the brook Kidron. Think about that. The brook Kidron where our Lord crossed over after the upper room, the Last Supper, and he crossed the Kidron Valley to go up to the Mount of Olives. The king, Asa, got involved 
personal with this obscene, wicked, wooden, pornographic, they say, image. He got personal and he felt the need as king to go and she's my mother or grandmother. The Hebrew says perhaps it can be grandmother or mother. But he took it upon himself. It's my family. I'm taking it upon myself, taking it down to the river and destroying this thing. Which, when our hearts are right with God, we love and honor our families. But if our families try to keep us from worshiping the true God, there should be a problem. There should be a problem. And we should handle it and do what the Lord asks us to do. And whatever that might be, it's different for all people. But in this case, he removed her from being queen mother. Removed her position from her. We know Exodus 20 and the 10th commandments. The fifth one says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. We're to honor our mother and father. But like I said, not if they're trying to keep us from worshiping the true living God. And so we have a responsibility not to let them do that. And this is why Jesus said in Matthew 10, verse 34, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who, does not, he who loves son or daughter... More than me is not worthy of me. That's huge. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We cannot allow sin in our house, kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, moms, dads, grandparents. I say that because the wickedness in these days are age is almost irrelevant. It's going, it's, there's wickedness all over over the place so we got to guard our hearts and our homes and make sure things are straight at home amen and this is what he did he had the courage to do that Esau cut down her obscene image then crushed and burned it by the brook Kidron but the high places were not removed from Israel nevertheless the heart of Esau was loyal all his days he also brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated silver and gold and utensils, and there was no war until the 35th year of the reign of Asa. And so for the next 20 years, it's silence in Asa's life. But then we'll read next week what happens. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for... How you guide us through it, Lord. How you teach us, Lord, through the stories of these men that lived long ago. We learned, Lord, from, from a man who was blind and, and mute and demon-possessed that your son Jesus had the power with one word to heal him. We learned that you can destroy an army of a million men 
if they come against your anointed. Lord, we're grateful tonight that because of your Son, we are your people, your anointed children. Help us, Lord, to love you more than anything and to love one another as you have loved us. We thank you again, Lord. Bless our time of fellowship. Bless the rest of the week as we head towards Saturday. May we not get too busy in the rush of shopping and going from here to there. May we not may we not get so caught up that we forget what Christmas is all about. It's about you, Lord, coming to save us. So we thank you again. Bless our time now. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.